Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hi again, everyone. I'm Darren Javog, uh, host of Clean Break, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again on this episode. It's going to be really exciting. I know the guests we have on today have already been on the show, and we were our minds were blown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing content. You're going to love what you have to hear today. And I'm here today again with Tina Murray, my co-host. Tina? Yeah. Thanks, Say This is great. <laughs> <laughs> she's like stunned uh, uh, right now. She just has a yeah, feel right in it. All right, yeah, so, so why don't you tell us who's on the we show? We have um, Beth and Rob Anders joining us again. They are the owners of the Street Safe Self-Defense Training Company. So thank you for joining us again. Um, we talked a, a lot uh, in our last episode, and, and one of the things you said at the end of that episode, Beth, was you talked about that this is for everyone. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Um some people think that self-defense only involves strength and these two things right here. And Your fists. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the things that is um, that I really love about the training that we do is that you don't have to be strong. You don't have to train in the gym, you know, three times a week and learn how to kick somebody, you know, in the outer femoral nerve in order to drop them to the ground kind of thing. Um, martial arts training is a great thing for people for... You know, sports. Um, some people are fortunate enough to have trained for enough years at a high enough level to be able to use it for self-defense. Someone like yourself, someone like me, or probably many of the, you know, the, the people that are listening don't have the time or the strength to invest mm-hmm. in that kind of training today. Uh, what we teach you, you can learn in five hours and be able to defend yourself very effectively. And every single one of us deserves to learn that as a critical life skill. Now, one of the things before you jump in there, Tina, I wanted to ask is, uh, in a previous episode, I talked about our demographic, which is mm-hmm. typically 30 to 55-year-old yep. female. Yep. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, self-esteem, confidence. Like, like, do you notice a big difference in people, not just women, but men or people who take this type of training? We absolutely see a change afterwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, empowerment. Absolutely, really? 100% oh. see a change afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, these that demographic of, <clears throat> of females, anyway, um, spend their life giving of themselves out to their family, to their children, to sports, to work. You know, we're we doing all these to, things mm-hmm. to everybody else. Um, taking this little bit of time to invest in yourself and teach yourself a skill where you know you can you know, walk to your car safely at night after being at the movies, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It really feels good, and we hear that all the time. You know, one of the things, uh, when I first started in business, I had my vehicle wrapped. It had my name, it had my picture, yep. um, and I remember when I first got it wrapped, and I was trying to build my business, right? So I was really, you know, I wanted people to see this, my yep. face, so they yep. knew who I was, because there's lots of people in my industry. And so... One of the things that scared me one night, I was leaving a store at 9.30 at night or whatever, and I, I thought, what if someone walks up to my vehicle and me and says, oh, hi, Tina. I wondered if I could get your business card. That went through my mind, right? What would I do? How would I deal with that? And it was, it's yeah. always, and I don't, like, I don't 
I, maybe I'm being no, you're not carte blanche or whatever. But like, I wouldn't Trust imagine. Him. But I wouldn't imagine that men feel that. Um, sure they do. Not as much as a woman. Maybe, maybe I would not say as they much. Brush it off um, a little bit easier. Maybe not as much. And you know what? I'm going to bring up a, a little bit of a, a maybe a, a an uncomfortable topic for men on that. I think often men with their own um, personal protection needs and their own understanding of defending themselves is way out of perspective. Um, there was a study that was actually done on the male's ability to defend themselves from the Washington um, State of Health Department. And when they were done this study, they found that the average North American male was 4,000% less able to defend themselves than what they think. That's ego. That's ego. And mm. that causes a problem. Mm. Uh, and this is the reason a lot why when males find themselves in conflict, they end up in the hospital. Um, we're, we're aware of someone who was just stabbed a few weeks ago over a carjacking. Uh, and he felt he had the ability to defend himself against three males. Mm. That's ego. Um, you know, so that, that's always a problem with men. Um, understanding their own needs. But it, it's, there's a concern there. And certainly there's a fear there. But as women and men, our fears are different. They're totally different. Oh, right? of course. Women women fear most being attacked, killed, and raped. Mm -hmm. Men fear most being humiliated and laughed at. Absolutely. I truth. totally agree that's with that truth. statement. Right? You're absolutely right. The truth. So, what will I say so to people maybe, when, if I get into yeah. a fight yeah. and, so, you know, yes. why so didn't I win? Exactly. your question a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, so who do you who do you train? Who Who is your clientele? Who's your base? Like, our, our clientele, I'm, I'm going to give you a wide range. We've done um, human trafficking discussions with children as young as nine. Um, we've done personal protection training for people as old as 75. Wow. Uh, and everything in between. Uh, professionals, singles, married couples. Um, the, the, the style of uh, self-defense that we teach, as Beth said, is meant for everyone. It has nothing to do with how physically strong you are, physically fit you are, how coordinated you are, nothing at all to do with that. Our self-defense strategies are based on, um, on high-priority targeting and understanding how to reach those targets. And once we show you how to reach those targets, I can pretty much promise you you'll drop a man 100 pounds more than you weigh, Tina, at your feet like that. Quick question. One thing, Beth, you mentioned that it takes about, what, five months, you said? Five hours. hours. Oh, five, five hours, hours. Five hours. Five yeah. hours. So five hours, and then, but obviously, is there, like, an ongoing relationship or training? or So you just teach you, them everything and see you later. <laughs> you know what? The, the concepts, the physical concepts are simple enough to learn and, and be able to accomplish and master in that one five-hour training. Um, hmm. But a lot of the training consists of teaching you not to have to do that. So I the see. awareness skills, the verbal de-escalation, um, the you know things that you have to practice on an ongoing basis. Sometimes we do tell people, practice at home with your spouse or your partner or friend or sister or somebody. Because if somebody, you know... If, if you have to be able to say something to somebody and you don't have it in you to say, no, I can't do that today, then you need to be able to practice those skills. So, you know, mm -hmm. five hours with us is all you need. Wow. Um, but being aware and maintaining your, your kind of verbal skills and your empowerment to be able to say no and use those skills 
is something that you're going to practice every day. Wow. Now, when Beth says that on the five hours, um, she's, she's absolutely 100% right. And we also know that what we teach is effective and has been used by um, people that, um, that we've had interaction with. You okay. told me a story um, about a young... I don't want to get too much no, into no, no, that no, online. But, yeah. um, but she but did successfully she did. defend herself. Yes. And she was a young lady. She was, young. was 14. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. we have no doubt that she may have lost her life had she not. Yeah. Well, this man went at her with a hammer. Skills. So wow, that's scary. So, so <coughs> is there a is there a difference in the way you react between a stranger and someone you know? So a domestic violence, or a family member, or a friend, or someone you know versus a stranger. The the problem with domestic violence, what ends up happening is the victim is usually so desensitized that they become so used to the abuse that now they're, they're accepting it as being part of their life. And now this becomes a, a moment where they have to separate or, or detach themselves from that relationship. Right, in order to defend themselves. In order right. to defend themselves. But they've been dealing with it for so long like you say, they're desensitized. They yeah. don't know when to switch that light. That's what? right. What well, they, and we refer to it as a switch. Absolutely. Yeah. And what they need to remember is we don't teach you how to fight back against an, a, a, in a domestic violence situation. We teach you how to defend yourself and remove yourself from that situation. Survival. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not teaching you how to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a spouse who, you know, maybe striking you or hitting you or... or physically abusing or assaulting It's disengaging. It and is defending yourself and getting and out of get it. out. It's surviving. Yeah, yeah. It's surviving. Yeah. So I like that. Stranger, um, you're not afraid to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a relationship or someone that you know, you have to make that decision. Mm -hmm. I'm going to defend and remove myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to teach ready you how to, to punch somebody in the nose. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like what you're saying because, you know, you're yourself. really coming at it from the perspective of, you know, it, it's not the message isn't I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt someone you're you're not sending the message to people we're gonna teach you how to hurt other people no you're sending the message no. that you need to take care of yourself and protect yourself and and survive that's right, right. so yeah, that's right. I really like that message better than mm -hmm. sometimes when you hear you know when people are doing training or they're looking at different opportunities to to um, learn how to fight, let's say, mm -hmm. the, the objective almost seems to be how much yeah. how much can you inflict on another yeah, person? Yeah, that's exactly it's right. Ego. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't yeah. do that to yeah. me because yeah. I'll fight back. Yeah. That's yeah. not Yeah. Not no, I like that. And, I like and that. that's, a, that's <laughs> a failing in in some, I don't want to say styles of martial arts, that's a failing of some martial arts instructors. Right. They, they empower their own student with ego and then when the student finds themselves in a high violent contact, everything yeah. fails. And I say that because we did work with a girl who was sexually assaulted twice in one week at the University of Toronto who had jujitsu training and it failed her. And hmm. that just pisses me off when hmm. someone goes through that mm -hmm. and they have this sense that they can defend themselves and it doesn't work. Right. It, that's the martial arts instructor's fault right there. That's and, where that goes. And do you think that to a certain degree, the, the the victim or the person who who believes that they've trained themselves to do this 
become a little bit more overly confident. Well, so they put themselves in situations that maybe they wouldn't have. They do. Because oh, I know they, I they can do. get through this. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, and you know Nobody's what? Gonna mess I've had my own students mm-hmm. tell me that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can. It's like, whoa. Right. Yes. You don't walk onto the street with that attitude because the street's going to educate you. Yes. Right. And that's what I was trying to say. It's like, not whatever. a level playing field. It is yeah. not. Right? No, Whereas, not. like you said earlier, in, in your dojo, it is a level playing field. Absolutely. You know what to expect. They know what to expect. Absolutely. You're not out to one another Correct. you're out to train but in in the streets that's not the way it is yeah, it's, it's not the way it is and true. you know what we if someone chooses you if someone choose chooses to attack you if someone chooses to rob you if someone comes after you they have already decided mm-hmm. in their head that mm-hmm. they can take you that right. they're going to win or else they yeah. wouldn't do it that's right. exactly so yeah. you are already under the Right. And that's a huge force that you have to deal with. I mean, imagine that. And I'm going to take you and I Mm -hmm. into perspective with our size difference. Imagine if I targeted you and made that decision that you were going to be that one today. Yeah. When I make that decision to go at you, understand I have already made it mentally that I can hurt you, kill Mm -hmm. you, beat you, do whatever I need to do Mm -hmm. to get what I want. There's a huge disconnect from what people truly rational. think happens on yeah. the street. You're not rational. Anymore. No. So when you meet It's someone, not an impulse. Well, it no. might be an impulse, but it's a premeditated. It's premeditated. And mm-hmm. the unfortunate part of it is, right, when you're talking anti-social violence like that, mm-hmm. it happens in domestic relationships as well. Mm-hmm. It happens with women who are leaving their husband. Husband starts to lose something. Something becomes a little bit loose. And now he starts looking for ways either to cause pain for her mm-hmm. or create grief for her and now she's facing that so mm-hmm. it you know what antisocial behavior happens everywhere Amazing in our stuff. environment environment and it also happens in the workplace too because you mentioned something off air when we were talking about like uh, um, a real estate agent that yes. that because I mean you made a comment about the structure of my office right? yes. and and I'm kind of back in the corner <laughs> I kind of like to watch when people are coming through the door yeah no I don't usually feel intimidated by that Thank you very much. You just made me a little intimidated by that. <laughs> it's awareness. It's not intimidation. It's, like, it's awareness. It's awareness. awareness. So now yes. I'm aware. So now I'm going to turn my desk. Or I'm going to put a little window. I'm going to open it. Have a, win- yeah, uh, an yeah, open, yeah. a window opener here. Yeah. So, but but I think you made me aware of something, which was, yes, I'm in a corner. Because maybe tell the listeners what happened. Well, that, that was a social uh, violent encounter that got out of control. And we had two egos that were sort of battling each other. Right. Uh, we, we had a, a real estate agent who had to pass on some bad news to a client inside of her office. She passed the bad news off and now the client got upset. Right. She wasn't able to give him the answer. He wanted to know why. She was blaming it on other people rather than saying it was me. Yes. She was blaming it on other people. As, the, as this argument escalated, mm-hmm. she stood up to walk out of the office he perceived that as an aggressive threat. He stood up as well. As she started moving, he started moving. The one who won, he grabbed her by the throat, choked her to the point where she wasn't able to function, and threw her into the wall. Of the oh, my oh my so God! So that's a social limit. Happens. Yeah. It happens to good people every day. Yeah, and this is the workplace. Uh, this you know, is you a think workplace. This is a safe place to be. No, in. it's not. Especially your your work environment's with... a yeah pretty high stress area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with people's biggest assets. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, Rob right. is a realtor. I am. Yeah. I am. So, oh, and, you. And, and you do do a lot of realtor training, do you I, not? I do. Well, we do right across 
the country. Yeah, yeah, it's and amazing. a lot of that came on as my own experience. I've had uh, two social violent contacts with clients mm. and I've experienced one anti-social violent encounter in a car wash of all places where these three young men identified me as a real estate agent and I guess assuming I had lots of money and they asked me literally, how much money do you have? Wow. Yeah. Huh. So, so okay. I, and, and we're running out of time, and um, but you you started your business in 2018, um, I, and you've obviously been training for many years. Uh, so, what prompted that start of the business itself? Beth mentioned it to you. Um, understanding violence and how to protect yourself should be a life skill. Mm-hmm. It should be a life skill that we're taught in school. It shouldn't be a life skill that we learn on the street. It shouldn't be a life skill where we learn at the hands of somebody else. Um, You know, living in a world that's euphoric and we want to believe in the no-touch policy or we want to believe in the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. those are all euphoric thoughts. Here's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. This shit has been going on for three, four hundred thousand years. People have been beating people up since mankind was developed. Nothing is going to change. Men rape women. That's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, but that's the truth. And it's not the sex, it's the power. It's the it's power. Trying to, it's trying to uh, like put mm-hmm. your power against someone else. Yep. And for how many years have we been telling the world, you know, <clears throat> just because she's wearing this doesn't mean she wants this. Right. Yeah. And, and yes, we can tell them that all we want. Have things changed? No. No, and it um, won't. Unfortunately, I think one 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 thing that I know we got to go soon. (laughs) One thing I was watching a a movie the other night. It was called Bombshell, I believe. It was. It has to do with the Fox Network and the fellow that was running the Fox Network because Mm -hmm. he was surrounded by beautiful women. So he was uh, asserting his power over them by trying to, you know, force himself on them, right? But I remember watching that and and sitting there. And I think I was more disturbed by it than my wife was. My wife was like, that I, that doesn't surprise me. Like, all this stuff, because they were literally showing, like, the different episodes yeah. of him. Like, and he's an over, he's a very large man. And he was, like, asserting himself on these petite women. And I was literally, I was squirming in my chair. Because I just wanted to come, like, jump through the TV and strangle the guy, so, you know. But my wife's like, oh, that's just, that's just what women ca- do. par for the course, yeah. you know. And I'm like... How did we get to a society that just says that that is just the way it is? I had, you know, you know, funny enough, I uh, I met with somebody yesterday and uh, she looked familiar. I had just had a meeting. We were in a coffee shop. I walked over and said, do I know you? And anyway, we started talking and I asked her where she worked and she told me her place of employment. I said, oh, I worked there 25 years ago. And she's like, really? And so we started talking. And after this whole Me Too movement, I'm like, you know, I couldn't even imagine what it would be like to be sexually harassed, assaulted or something. And then I went whoa, I have been in my place of employment. And so anyway, this was that place of employment. And I, she said, what do you think of him? And I went, he's a creep. And then I started telling her my story. And she said, it happens today. It still happens in that same place of employment 25 years later. And I'm like, I said to her, I said, if you, I, I don't like, I was in my, early 20s like and this guy I've known him since I was a kid he he knows my dad's a cop he know and yet he still did it and I just think if I had had the courage or the understanding 25 years ago to say something to him 
Ah, anyway, I just, you, you, you know, know. You can't carry that with you. <coughs> you really can't carry that with you. But it's still happening today. Yeah. And do I do something now? Well, yeah. it's his, he say, she say, right? Well, you know Because he never what? touched I... me, but it was definitely inappropriate workplace behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. It, that's the, that's desensitization, right? I mean, narcissism starts here. Yes. And, and it all goes from here, right? Uh, pedophilia, uh, psychopathy, it, it all leads from narcissism. And that's what you experience as somebody mm -hmm. who's now making possibly verbal comments to you that are inappropriate, wondering what your response is right, going to be. To right, to see right? if I'll precipitate. If, hey, if yes, that becomes exactly. acceptable, now I start touching. Does right. that become acceptable? Right. Now I allude to things. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And so, I know he's done yeah. that. Oh. It, and and, and, and the, the fear part of that, when, when women experience that, is it's the fear of how who is going to believe me, how is it going to be percepted with my peers, my spouse, my friends. That's the problem in our society. Mm -hmm. And frankly, that's bullshit. That shouldn't even be there. Somebody, something happens to you just as it happened to Beth. The problem with our society is, is people have judgment on it and they don't live it. They don't know it. we got a whole bunch of armchair quarterbacks that sit there. It's like the parent who says to their child, oh, don't you hit first, but you finish it. That tells me that parent has no idea what it is that they're talking about. They're putting a child's life in someone else's hands. It's the same when people do mm -hmm. this. They have a perception of it, and it's wrong. You experience that, you should have had the opportunity to report that guy, drag his ass wherever it needed to go mm -hmm. to make darn sure that he never did it to you again. Mm -hmm. Now let's take a look at the other women involved in it. Mm -hmm. And, right. and okay, we got to wrap up. I'm sorry. <laughs> that we, that's part of the awareness and the verbal skills and practice the verbal yeah. skills at home with being put in a situation that you're not comfortable with. So how do we reach you guys so that everybody has this opportunity to do it? Uh, see us online at www.streetsafeselfdefense.com or you can contact us right on our cell number at 613-340-8002. And again, we'll put the link up on our DivorceNet website. So yeah. thank you so, so thank much for having in. I think I, I think I see an episode three coming. <laughs> You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. MyCleanBreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.